Well, welcome to Yes Mother, the Bates Motel podcast. Um, today we are talking about season four, episode two, Good Night Mother. But this podcast will be the feedback podcast. We got a lot of it. So enjoy. I'm Sue. I'm Ed. Psycho Killer. episode so much (laughs) this was amazing it was seriously it was so good to watch the dialogue was beautiful and i you know the first time i watched this i i didn't get a chance to watch it while it aired live on the ae website Uh and so i was like well i'll just watch it in the morning or you know after work or something but so Tuesday morning, I, I kind of woke up at around 4.30, and I had to get up in about an hour anyway, so I was like, meh, I'll just get up and watch, you know, last night's Bates. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I watched it. I don't take notes, my first viewing. And I was like, well, that was an okay episode. But then when I started watching it again after work and doing the recap notes and stuff, just the more I got into the episode, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because doing the notes, I get pretty intimate with the episode. Sure, yeah. You know, like really paying attention to the dialogue and writing it down and stuff. And I'm like, this is one of the best episodes they've done. Oh, I thought the acting was incredible. Uh, Freddie was amazing. He really legitimately was really good. That one scene where they're eating dinner... Oh. And he, I was like, how did he get himself to that place? And how long did he have to be there? Oh, he, it gave me chills. Like, yeah. It, he was amazing. And just the look on, on Norma's face, just how uh-huh. scared and sad and confused. And I mean, oh, I just loved it. Oh, she- Vera did awesome, and normally she steals the show, but I thought Freddie did this time. Absolutely. She was no slouch. Oh, just at the end when he just gets so worked up, you know, like accusing her of, you know, killing Blair and 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 Bradley. Yeah, and he had all the emotions, and I believed them all. Yes, he is just shaking and, like... Crying. Crying and, oh. Ooh, it's good. It's good. (laughs) <laughs> all right so that does it for good night mother thanks for listening i'm and sue out good night <laughs> good night <laughs> i still don't know what good night mother means <laughs> yeah i was thinking that too and i don't know i i don't know it's a good title. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But <clears throat> okay, well, should we start with feedback? Let's do it. We got a okay. lot to get through. Yeah. <clears throat> this week. 
Okay, so our first comment card comes from Julia in the Razor Clam room. And she says, well, the title of her email is, whoa, just whoa. <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> she says, hiya. Before I begin, let me just say that, oh, my Norma, I'm so making that a thing. <laughs> <laughs> This episode was freaking amazing, and I know it's repetitive at this point, but this show and all the actors wholly deserve every award that has ever existed. <laughs> it is repetitive, but this one kicked it up a notch. I swear yes. it did. <laughs> I know, and it's only we the second episode it, so. of the new season. I, mean, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what in the world's going to happen next? <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, okay, wipes brow. That's out of the way. Now, here are my thoughts on Goodnight Mother. And she does some bullet points here. Um, I find it ironic that the title of this episode is Good Night, Mother, yet the first words to come out of Norman's mouth are Good Morning, Mother. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Norma's silhouette in The Window. I fangirled hardcore at that one. LOL. Yeah, told it was such. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and the rain and everything, that was just absolutely 100% psycho. Yes. It was so awesome. And I'm so mad because I totally caught another psycho reference and I can't remember. The second time I watched it, I didn't catch it. I caught it and I'm like, oh, I'll have to put that in my notes because I don't take notes the first time either. Did you catch another psycho reference? Um, What I caught was how when Norman is checking that couple in and their kid. Uh-huh. That is straight Norman out of the movie. Just That's the just things he was Norman saying. Yeah. That is Norman Bates. That is Tony Perkins. I mean, it. I was like, wow, they really, really channeled Norman from the Psycho movie. Just kind of how awkward and kind of funny, you know. I don't know. It. That's a lot of apples. I don't know. And just his, you know, hospitality. Why would you get into this if you're not hospitable? You know, yeah, I don't know. Sure. it just really reminded me of things that Norman Bates in the movie would have said. That wasn't it. But I really just got a good old psycho feeling from this episode, maybe because it was intense and everything. But yeah, it, I did catch something. It was very tangible. Maybe I when we're talking about it, it, you'll think about it. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe uh, someone in the feed. I haven't read them all. I haven't either. Well, yeah, and out of all the episodes that we've seen so far of of this show, uh, this one had the most feel of like a horror movie to me. Yeah. You know. Oh, several people on the Facebook page and maybe in the feedback mentioned how legitimately worried they were for Norma. Mm-hmm. I personally wasn't because I just feel from a storytelling standpoint I just think they have more to say with her life sure I'm not saying she's going to survive the entire series I think we could easily have a chunk of at least one season where well I guess that'd be the last season at least a good chunk of it where she has passed away but not now I just couldn't and I have too much faith in Batman Romero (laughs) (laughs) yes he was so gonna save the day Yep. There was no way he wasn't. 
Yeah. Her dying right now would have tailspinned the entire projection of what they've built up right now. Well, that's many the thing. Facets. It's like I was worried about Norma, but I knew it wouldn't happen, but I couldn't stop worrying about it. Oh, that doesn't mean it wasn't yeah, super you know. intense and I wasn't sweating and just terrified for her. Right. I can right, still get that man. way and not believe she's going to die. I can still feel exactly. the tension yeah. and worry. I mean, I'll do that every time I watch something. I'll think, are they going to die this time? Or <laughs> maybe they'll make it this time. <laughs> I'm just a good movie watcher. I just... <laughs> I fall for it all. I do. I do, too. <laughs> I don't like to go into movies, and I hate the people who are like, that couldn't happen. I like to suspend my disbelief. Yeah, me too. I like Even to if just... I know exactly what's going to happen because I've seen it before, I still yep. <laughs> can totally get into it. That's just the way I do it. Yep. Anyway, totally went off on other things. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Back to Julia. She says, um, just when I thought the that annoying Pineview Lady Vicky, or whatever the heck her name is, couldn't get more annoying, she does. <laughs> hmm, I wonder what she did so annoying. Was it accepting the bribe? Or Maybe you just don't like the way she looked at Romero. She, <laughs> I, I'm a Julia. I don't. I think she's annoying. I don't like her, and I hated how she was like. I failed to see what's happening, or I, I wrote it down. I can't remember what she says, but I don't know. It's not annoying to me. I guess it's just like pretty good snobby, exactly yeah. how I would expect. Right, right. And I guess I don't get the Which feeling is... of annoyance. I just kind of. Well, people like that annoy me. Yeah. I, I get kind of giggly, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, Norma can't seem to come up with an excuse for out-of-the-ordinary behavior that doesn't involve groceries. <laughs> she says, see, talking to Emma about the girl in room four last season, I still laugh about the melting ice cream. <laughs> I love how committed Norma can get in her lies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a she's like a mad dog. She just will not let go of that lie. Yep. I went grocery shopping and the story. I'm not talking about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Even though clearly she didn't go grocery shopping. You know, she could have said I just needed to take a drive. You know, it was exactly. a, it was a rough day. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just needed to clear my head and Yep. Anyway, funny. Um, she says, when Norman was weirdly washing his face in the sink, I simply could not get past the spit dripping out of his mouth. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bother me one bit. <laughs> it was gross. Um, Miss Dakota's dead. Oh, wait. No, she's not. Oh, wait. Yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe how terrifying that is that she woke up. <laughs> we were right. We were right, yes just passed out yeah cycle four it teaches you things <laughs> well and in our spoiler i was like you saw someone saying how i up. saw someone like putting their arm up like trying to keep the lid open to the by free the way while i was editing i was like and listening i thought well of course it's we're watching norman as norma do it uh-huh. It didn't occur to me till after we had recorded and I was re-listening. I was going to say something on the Facebook page just because I'm like, I know I'm right. <laughs> about what are you talking about? We only talked about it, Norma hiding the body. And we didn't even... 
Oh, 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 right, right, even, right. We didn't even know. say it could have been head Norma, yeah. not Norma yeah. Norma. That's right. <laughs> but it totally occurred to me while I was editing and listening to us. I'm like, oh, of course it's head Norma. Right. <laughs> but then I wasn't able to vindicate myself. So, so this is my vindication. Vindication. <laughs> <laughs> um... She says, so that's what I, oh shit, my, my son's a serial killer face looks like. <laughs> pretty good depiction. Yep. <laughs> that's what my face would look she like. She nailed it. <laughs> um, hashtag Normaro. Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will. <laughs> Uh, she says, I swear, every time Norma spoke with Norman this episode, she was singing to herself, just keep smiling, just keep smiling, in her Finding Nemo Dory voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've only seen Finding Nemo once, so I can't conjure up Dory's voice. I can't think of it. It's done by Ellen DeGeneres. I knew it was Ellen DeGeneres. So is it just her regular voice? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. The only thing I can remember about Dory is, like, speaking the whale talk. That was funny. She has, Emma lives, exclamation point. No, uh, no grossness about Emma's spittle. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that one was gross. <laughs> that one was gross, but, you know, you accept it because... It's I a, would be doing that too. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had been intubated. <laughs> Jesus, let me get this straight. Norma was sloughing through knee-deep mud and water in heavy rain, boots for a good minute or so, and a glove is what causes her to stumble. A glove, really? That bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that was just because <laughs> we were supposed to think she stumbled on a body. Yep. Um, I totally laughed out loud at the perfectly amazing way Vera Farmiga delivered the oh crap line when she was worried about Norman seeing the Pineview papers. Oh, that is <laughs> that the best. Makes me laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Norman is like a creepy, overbearing father, and it gave me literal chills. He was such a bossy little jerk. <laughs> he kind of was, yes. <laughs> at times, I mean, at times he was just genuinely scared and whatnot mm -hmm. but at times he was just a straight up little bossy pants yep <laughs> well he's the manager <laughs> <laughs> um, very overbearing father yes 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 I agree it but apparently he learned from the best yeah I don't know if he was the best but he was one his father Sam well, it's interesting how he chooses when he, so, you know, this whole episode, you know, he legitimately thinks that Norma is the killer. Yes. Like, in his mind, that is, she is the one that's killing. And it's just interesting well, that the way he treats her is like she's a little child. Yeah. You know, it's, I guess because she kind of treats him that way in real life and so maybe that's how he sees parenting or something I don't know yes and I also think he is being condescending and mad at her because with that goes the fact that she is pinning it on him right 
And so he's resenting that. So there's a lot uh, of feelings there. Yeah. And just the tables are turned in their relationship in his mind. You know, he knows better than her or something, you know? Yeah. And he's, you know, there's precedence for this. When Romero came to talk to him and he's like, go make dinner. Remember exactly. That? Was that last exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This is nothing new. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, she says, speaking of creepy fathers, dot, 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 I'll let you finish that sentence. <laughs> that was weird bringing Sam in. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because yeah. I don't quite. <sighs> I don't I have quite... some issues. with. I, I kind of do, too. Um, those final minutes were insane. And for a second there, I thought Norma might bite it. But alas, Batman Romero sweeps in and saves the day again. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to hear what everyone else thought about the episode. P.S. My room has been eerily quiet this whole season, but something tells me that that will be changing next week. And Julia, we'll, we decided that your little hashtag might be spoilery for someone, so we're going to save it for the spoiler section. Yes, and we would like to say that, yes, all businesses are a little quiet. <laughs> we need to ask you guys to be patient. Because <laughs> our whole staff is having issues. <laughs> we need to get Raul out of the closet. <laughs> Raouf. Oh, sorry. We need to get Raouf out of the closet and clean in towels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but thanks, Julia. Thanks, Julia. You are still in the Razor Clam room for this week. Okay, next we have feedback from, is this Daniel? Daniel? Yep. yep. Uh, and he says, hey, Sue and M, wow, this episode put me through the emotional ringer. <laughs> yes. Have to agree with Norman on this one. Locking him up in her bedroom while she went out was totally out of line. And the fact that she tries to brush it off as completely normal shows just how crazy she really could be herself. <laughs> yes, we all agree that was a mistake. Yes. Um, after practically being slapped in the face and drenched in ice water, I gotta say it didn't really feel natural to me the way Romero turned around and was so sympathetic towards Norma again all of a sudden. Not only did he use some of that sweet, sweet Bob Paris money to grease Norman into Pineview, but he also agreed to her ridiculous fake marriage proposal. Come on. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to stick up for Romero here. I am too. I've had a turnaround on the whole marriage thing. Hmm. So, I know, she makes a little more sense now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good idea, Norma. <laughs> you did not handle it well. <laughs> but here, I'm going to stick up for this here. Romero is butt crazy in love with her. Mm-hmm. And he was going through something last episode. He really had to work through that Bob Paris stuff. I think it affected him more than he thought. And I think he had to get over that. And I think he did. Two, he has a precedence for just needing to think about Norma for a little bit and she will 
this this was the hotel scene all over again. The very end of season three, when she attacked him and they hated each other and they had that crazy time at his apartment, mm-hmm. his house. And then he comes back and she is that, it's not your fault. I mean, I was crazy. Right. That works on him, man. It works on him. And he just, he's got the deep feels for her. And when she is scared, and she was scared, and he can read her line. Yes, that's he knows my she's, thing. She's scared, and he knows. She even, her eyes kind of said, Help I don't want to say, but <laughs> I'm just going to say that he, no, that's silly. He's not <laughs> dangerous. I'm not worried. And she yep. probably kind of isn't at this point, because she's so delusional. I think she is a little worried at this point. I I kind of do think that, and I think was rem- she saying it with her eyes or something to him? He read I think something. So he her. knows when she's lying. He knows. He does. He knows her too well by now. He's known it. For He's, when she's lying for a long time. A now. long time. She's not a good liar. Look at her grocery excuse. You know, she's not a good <laughs> right. liar, and he knows it. And he's in love with her, and I think he realizes. The only serious. way that he can protect her is if he is with her all the time. And the only excuse to be with her all the time is if he does marry her. Right. And getting him into that hospital, it actually, you know, we all yep. step away from it. It makes sense. Marry Romero and get his insurance. Yep. And you don't have to say stuff like, I'll have sex with you. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, but... I don't I think Romero's too good of a guy. I don't think they will sleep together. I think it's going to be a complete marriage of convenience that after Norman is done with their treatment, they can annul it. And it's like it never existed. No, they're going to sleep together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think they will at first. I think it'll eventually turn into that. I think it'll become a real marriage, maybe. Yes, but not if it was a Laura that said it was very fan fiction-y. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like, well, we'll just get married in marriage of convenience, and then they'll be together for a while and be like, well, we really do love each other. That is not how it's going to be. But kind of. Kind of. I mean, I think he is doing it because he knows that Norma is lying to him. He knows that she's afraid of Norman. And he's scared for her, and this does make sense. And it makes sense. And remember last season when he's leaving the motel, and she ran, he's driving oh, away, and yeah. she stops him, and she says, I always felt safe when you were here. Yeah. I think that's in his head, too. Like, I, she's safe when I'm there, you know? Although, you know, say they get married next episode, and Norman's in Pineview, he's hmm. not going to have to be there to protect her. But do you think True. he is? Is he going to go home? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long Norman's... I don't know. It's only episode two. <laughs> I know, but it's been so crazy that I, I feel like him going to Pineview is now going to slow things down. Not in a bad way. But not in a bad way. It's not going to be this every episode. No. Because now he's locked up, there's a separation, and we're going to see some weird separation stuff yeah. on both ends. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Yeah, but I, I, the marriage, I'm, I'm more okay with it than I was last week. I, I think 
Romero yeah, really feels agree. like this I'll is what he I'll never agree with the way she did it. Right. No. No. <laughs> no, but... But she hatched a, you know, pretty good plan. You just uh, know your audience. <laughs> know your audience, Norma. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, She's anyway. usually pretty good at that. Okay. Norma's line about being afraid the pit will turn into a lake if it rains too much, as silly as it sounds, gave me a thought. Given some of the creative differences the show still has to the original cycle, such as the lack of a swamp on the motel grounds, were the writers trying to imply, with a wink and a nod, that this pit actually is the start of the motel's marsh? You know, that would be a good theory if it was placed at a different spot. Yeah. I like the idea that they're like reminding us of the marsh in the movie, but I don't think it's going to be the Romero's going to get it filled in. Sure. He's got the money. <laughs> he used a very small fraction of that money. Yeah. Yeah. To get her him in for two months. Yeah. I mean, not necessary. I, I don't know. I know way too much about health insurance <laughs> with a disabled daughter, but I don't know realistically the chances that his insurance will cover Norman in that place. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. <laughs> it you know. is iffy at very best. Yeah. And for more than a few months is iffy at very best. But I don't I don't think any of us think this is a long long term. <laughs> it's definitely no, no way. It's gonna be an episode or two of him in Pineview because I think I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna get him on a good med, you know, cocktail that's mm. going to kind of normal him out. Right. And then he'll, as long as he stays on those meds, he'll be released to go home, you know. Right. Unless he does something really crazy you know, at Pineview and, like, kills a nurse or something or another patient. <laughs> right. Then he'd probably go somewhere other than Pineview. <clears throat> he, yeah, he That's not going to happen either. I don't think so. He's coming home and killing everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's going to run one of those and, oh, I feel better. I don't need these meds anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Uh... Emma's father needs to back off from his judgmental tone. I think the fact that Dylan has his own farm that he built with his own two hands growing legal medicinal cannabis to dispense to those in need it is pretty awesome. Those who need it is pretty awesome. Yes, that's I the way totally agree. we all look at it. But let's flip to looking at it from a protective father's point of view and not knowing Dylan and not knowing he probably doesn't even know it's medical cannabis. Right. Maybe Emma's explained that. But Dylan could very well look like a cupcake boy. What's his name? Gunner. Mm-hmm to Emma's father and that's what fathers do and we know he's overprotective because he's had a dying daughter his whole life yeah so I'm giving him slack I'll give him a tad of slack but still (laughs) the the thing is what for one thing what Dylan's doing is perfectly legal right as long as he's selling the pot he's growing to a clinic that dispenses it to the people who have the cards to get it. Mm-hmm. 
So if and it you, sounds like he does. He wants to be. That's what he super wants to do. That's, that's what he told Nor, you know Romero. You know right. I want it to be the, on the up and up. So in a state that it's legal, and I think those people that can grow it and like grow really good strains that people want, I bet you they make some pretty good money. Oh, good grief! The people that make Charlotte's Web that help the seizure kids. Mm-hmm. That stuff goes for a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But they are like chemists, you know. They, it's a lot of work, and it's. Yeah, but I mean, nine hundred two one zero had a pretty good setup, and oh, and Dylan's totally capable of that. Dylan's totally capable of, you know, figuring it out, and you know, he is. It's ending up making some good stuff, and plus. You know, Dylan's money paid for Emma's operation will, you know. <laughs> Which is giving him a forget that. whole lot of slack in his father's eyes, okay? In her father's <laughs> eyes. Right. That is it. Plus, he's a good guy, and he came and he stayed through the whole thing. He's, how long do you think he's been in that hospital? I would say three days. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's got to do something. And all of a sudden, Emma's dad is this... English lit professor. I had no idea about that. And, you know, and Dylan's never been to college. So now, you know, we are getting a little more. Yeah. And I just got to say, I think Dylan has scored a lot of points. But now he's thinking of his daughter. In this. I know. She's got a future now. And he does not, we need to remember, he doesn't know Dylan very well. And he does not know his operation or his intentions. Well, the thing is, is what's stopping Emma from staying with Dylan, but going to college and making her own career? It's not like she has to be part of, it's not like she, you know, so I don't know. I thought it was a little. Oh, I did too. I'm just trying to. Yeah. Give him a little. But I get it. I mean, you know, suddenly his daughter has a future that he probably has never dared dream about. Right. And so now he can, and I get it, but. It's not like Dylan is this drug runner that's selling drugs on the streets. No, but, but I kind of have I a not feeling. Know that, you know? I think that little talk. Did you get a bad feeling? Yes. I think Dylan's going to go. I think he is too. But it might just make for the end of the season be like, I can't live without you. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going to happen, but I got a I got a little bad feeling. You know, another thing is, is what is Dylan supposed to do then for a living? He doesn't have a college education. This right. town is not like a big city where he can get an entry level job in a big company or something. You know, I right. mean, this is like the only thing he can do. So anyway, I don't know. The future <laughs> is a tad bleak for a dilemma to me. <laughs> it is for me too. <laughs> okay. I think it was an inconsistent mistake to have Norman hallucinate his father, Sam, all of a sudden. Word. Yes. To me, that seems like playing way too fast and loose with his already rather vague Hollywood mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) Last season, we saw the thing where his memories of killing his father morphed to where Norma is the one doing the bludgeoning when he went under the bathtub. So this just felt like beating the viewer over the head with it. 
and it left a bad taste in my mouth presenting Head Sam as some sort of a concerned father when we already know that Sam was abusive to both of them. After all, if you remember back, one of Norman's first ever blackouts occurred when he was hiding with Norma in the closet during one of Sam's drunken rampages. Yeah. Rampages. Rampages. Yeah, I'm kind of confused about this whole Sam thing, too. Me, too. And I take all of what you said, Daniel, mm -hmm. and yes, and then I go further and say... That's one of those things that a few episodes ago, Norman would have stepped back and said. I mean, and he kind of did. He's like, you're not here. You need to go away. Right. Go away, please. And then when he's talking to Norma, maybe he needs to say, hmm. Yes. Maybe exactly. I am hallucinating weird shit. Exactly. Because <laughs> he knows he's hallucinating Sam. He even says out loud, this is part of my illness. Right. So, I have so a problem why with that. is Sam part of his illness, but Norma isn't? That's what I don't understand. We've been toting Norman as this great, like, head-on straight crazy guy, where he's right. like, now, I do have a problem. <laughs> and now, maybe he has just turned a corner, and that's part of what the show's trying to tell us, is that his reasoning's going away. Maybe. And but he he had a lucid moment where he knew Sam wasn't there, and so I feel like that needs to translate to maybe it is me that has a problem, not mom. Absolutely. That's exactly how I feel. Because it, it just doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't have it translate like that. Because, yeah, yeah I, it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Because no. here's his, you know, head father, head Sam, feeding him these lies that, you know, he's got to control Norma. Norma's the one that killed him. She lied to him about him being the one. And so why doesn't he know? Why is he taking that for for word, for truth, you know? Maybe because it supports what he's thinking and it supports yeah. a better scenario for him. It's I mean, it's obviously his him. brain coming up with it, so right. it's there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I It seemed kind of weird to me. I would like to see the show make that make sense, yeah. and I'm not sure they will. I don't know if we're ever going to see Head Sam again. I don't yeah, know. At this point, I am disappointed that they did that, actually. I am, too. It didn't ruin anything for me. No. I, it just was a little confusing, and it makes his mental illness just even a little bit more, as Daniel puts it, like, made up Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, anyway. Okay, I do like the ironic dynamic where Norman is genuinely scared and worried for what he perceives as his mother's increasingly murderous instability. All the while, Norma knows the heartbreaking truth that it's really him, but her reactions to this do nothing but make her seem like the one with something to hide. Ugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had several chilling back and forth this episode, and it really felt like the balance of power had shifted completely to him, being the dominant one in their codependent relationship. Now he's the one telling her to stay inside while he handles things, evoking images of Norma's corpse in that rocking chair. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> And Norma was totally seducing him when she started kissing him and trying to get the gun out of Norman's hands. <laughs> Man, I'm sure like, you Eddie. were pretty happy about that, Dan. 
any port in a storm. <laughs> is what she was saying. It's like yep. it worked when he was about to commit suicide. <laughs> yep. Let's try this again. again. <laughs> um, I was so, so scared the whole time as they hid from each other in the house, one with a knife and the other with a gun. Well, from a writer's standpoint, I don't think they were quite ready to waste something so significant as her death yet. Their scenes made me so tense, I half thought it might happen at any moment. Yeah, you weren't alone. Yep. And it's good stuff. <laughs> the ending broke my heart, though. Seeing how scared Norma was of her own son and how completely betrayed Norman felt was so sad. And yet it's so clear how much they still love each other. Norman's main instinct is to keep his mother safely away from being found out, since in his mind she's a serial killer. His anger is only directed at the fact that he thinks she's lying to him and trying to use his illness as a cover for her crimes. Meanwhile, Norma still has such a deep love for him that even as he's coming for her with a gun and talking about a murder-suicide, she's still unwilling to speak badly of him to Romero, even though she knows she may not survive the night. Well put. Yep. Very well put. I hate it when they're separated like this, and it really looks as if we've gone past the point of no return for my favorite dysfunctional couple. We've said this before. I predict this... That was me. Mm. I predict this won't (laughs) just be difficult for Norman, but should prove very hard for Norma herself to adjust, and hard on Romero, too, if he's serious about being her quote-unquote husband. After all, it's never not been awkward when she's tried to form meaningful relationships with men other than her son. (laughs) (laughs) I still feel Romero's different, different than anyone ever in her life. Yep, I do too. He says, I might need a new pillow sent to the dream lover room. This one's all wet for me crying into it. Daniel. Daniel. We'll get you some new pillows. (laughs) Do they need to be feather free? (laughs) Or... (laughs) Let us know what you like. And we'll uh, we'll mama bear you a little bit. Yep, yep. There might be room in the mama bear bed for a couple of nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Daniel. Yeah, I imagined for, I think, I believe, the people that ship Norma and Norman are called soul baits. Oh, are they? I think so. I think that's the term. Nice. <laughs> so this was, I think this was pretty rough for this. Yeah. For you, your crowd. Oh, it was, it was hard to watch. It was rough for everybody. Even for us that don't ship those two, you know, it, to ship them as like a mother and son that are so close. I mean. Yeah. Oh, you put yourself in Norma's place and see your kid going through this, how just heartbreaking it would be. Not only her kid, Norman is her has been her lifeline for right. ever. Yes. Yes. I mean, you listen to Dylan talk in the first season. They're just he keeps her sane, I think. And now mm-hmm. he's uh not doing that anymore and it's it's really tragic. It, it really is. is. It is. Man, never in my life would I think I would just love Mrs. Bates as much as I do. Well, I know. You know? And you watch Psycho, she's a total shrew. You hate her so much. She's horrible. She's more like the Psycho 4 mom. (laughs) 
Yeah, just wow. Never would I have thought that I'd have the feels I do for Mm -mm. Norman's mom. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Carlton and Carrie. Yes. You're going to kick our butts someday real hard. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll probably thank you for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe not immediately. Yeah. Good stuff. You're making us feel the feels. Yep. All right. On to Harold. All right. Harold says, my comment card from room one. I normally watch Bates after the kids go to bed, and I unintentionally sort of spoiled myself by seeing the headline from the AV Club's review, which was entitled, An Unexpected Bates Motel Changes the Show Forever. So I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, wondering if Norman actually killed Norma, or if not her, Romero or Dylan. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, what if he would have killed Romero? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would have been so crazy. That would have been the worst. (laughs) I saw the AV Club's review title. I haven't read it yet. I'm trying to keep all that stuff till after we record. Right. But I saw that, but I had already seen it. So They're loving it. Are they? They're loving it, yeah. They're calling it a hidden gem. It is a hidden gem. It really is. I still have never looked up like the numbers of viewers, but I have a feeling it's pretty low. Oh, yeah, I think so. Which is just weird. It's it's probably going to be one of those shows that, like, after it's off the air, it's going to be like, oh, this is the best, you know? Yeah, I think it's on a f- fledgling network, you know. That they've done other things, but not a lot of, like, dramas. Right. So, I just think it's... It might put A&E on the map, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um. Okay, he says, if you are predisposed to think that something like that would happen... There were a few things in the episode to support that theory. Dylan choosing to head back to White Pine Bay instead of staying with Emma, which is a full move no matter what the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Romero telling the Pine View lady that he is going to marry Norman's mother. Or Norman telling Romero that Norman was not a danger. Maybe I've been watching too many Joss Whedon shows. (laughs) But I can totally see that if you read that headline and you just expect it to be a death. You're like, okay, someone you would big is going to die. <laughs> you would see those signs everywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so that added to the tension for me. But, man, my stomach was in knots for the last 10 or 15 minutes. Being episode two of the season to go, I knew they both, both weren't going to die. But in real life, this would have ended as a murder-suicide. Hmm. The sad thing is way too many people let situations like this get way out of hand. That's true. Yeah. And Norman is very guilty of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If Romero hadn't come in at the time he did, it would have been a murder-suicide. Yeah. That's exactly where it was going. Oh, yeah. Um, he says, Emily, you called it. That money didn't stay in Romero's floor very long. <laughs> nope nope <laughs> <laughs> That was... Headed for Pine View the moment I saw it going into the floor. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, I think my favorite scene was when Calm collected Norman, sees Norma with mud on her face, wearing those childish boots, rain hat, and slicker, <laughs> and orders her back into the house so that no one would see her. Anyone who saw her dress like that, scampering up the stairs, occasionally pausing to look back at Norman, <laughs> would think that she was the one who needed a padded room, not him. 
I was wondering if we were going to get a Harvey situation with Norma getting carted away. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I thought, wouldn't that be interesting if people believe Norman mm-hmm. and start really questioning her? Right, right. And Harvey, is that that? It's a Jimmy Stewart movie with the yeah, the big the rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. Man, I haven't seen that in probably years, years, years. I haven't either. But um. Oh, her running up the stairs. Oh, I loved it amazing. so much. <laughs> loved how they just kept looking back at each other, and then as soon as he started walking, <laughs> she just starts running again. <laughs> He's like, "You don't need to brush." <laughs> like, yes, she does. She always does. Looked at her for eighteen years. You know this by now. <laughs> Um, I give this 8 out of 10 missing Mama Decodes. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm being a tougher grader this season because the show has gotten better. So now I'm comparing it to shows like Fargo or Better Call Saul. That means a 7, like I gave last week, was a pretty good grade. Hmm. Yep. It's good. I agree. We just got over talking about how this show is a hidden gem. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. All right. Now we got one from Elise. Is it Elisa? Mm-hmm. Elisa Bailey. She says, since I finally have started watching the episodes each week with Bates, I can finally put in some comments. Hello, Bates. Hello, Elisa. Hello, Elisa. This season, I finally have started listening to what rooms Norman is putting the guests in. I'm wondering if that is some kind of a connection of his outbursts. And if he will do anything to him. To them, probably. Like what room he puts like the room people numbers. in? Like means... he's wondering if there's, if like certain there. rooms have a meaning. I don't know how familiar Elisa, I know Elisa, I work with her. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's, how familiar she is with the movie. I think she's just like starting to have some sort of, Trying to put a connection between room numbers and what's going on in Norman's brain. Gotcha. Like a little theory. Yeah, because he does. He has that little, I'm going to put you in. And then he chose like seven, was it? Seven. He's like, for good luck. And, you know. Right. I think he was kind of being. He was being Norman from the movie. Yes. Kind of yes. little cutesy jokes, you know. Yep. Arkansas Black. Yeah. Yes. Just that little waggy finger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> twelve cabinets, twelve vacancies. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if he does anything to the nice family that he seems to like that just checked in. My prediction is he will not. I don't think so. I. We may not see that family again. Or. It could be a huge part of the story. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't get, like, the bad feeling. No, I didn't either. I think it was just to get him in the room and to get him to be the manager and to act a little bit pompous. Yes. That he's better than his mom. Yes. And he has it all together and she doesn't. He's he is putting that air on. Plus it puts And he was him... charming the pants off of the hipsters. Exactly. <laughs> Apple cider making hipsters. Yes. And it puts him in the motel office while the fax is coming through. Yes. So that is my views on it. 
Okay. Also, what the crap is Romero doing this season? He has started to creep me out. Oh, not me. I think he is hanging out with Norman way too much and now doing shady things as well. Norman's latest killing has gotten me confused. Has any of his other killings just got up and basically walked away? In Cycle 4 they have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got the feeling that happened. Elisa. So Elisa didn't get to watch the entire episode. She missed the last... Like, her app stopped working, I guess. Mm. So... I think she's confused about, which I kind of am too, where is Audrey? <laughs> the only reason I think she is actually dead, which... I think she's dead. Yeah, because we see a really small, her eyes open, laying, and get in the dirt. I right? I think that was Norma's imagination. What? I don't think I don't think that happened. Oh... Well, that throws a spin. Yeah, I don't think that we were seeing like a Norman flashback. I think because in that scene, Norman's reading out loud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Norman knows that Audrey's dead at this point. Or missing, at least. Well, he said some things that would lead her to believe that yes. he killed her. Yes. So but she's looking out the window at the pit. And I think oh. it's her imagining, okay, I bet you she's in there. And she's, like, picturing Norman shoveling dirt on her. Okay. I don't I don't think that's a scene. I don't, you know, a flashback. Hmm. I think well, it's... what if he, like... So he sits on top of the freezer. We can all agree that that really happened. I think really he happened. sat on top of that until she froze to death or suffocated and froze. I know, and it was really bad. Yeah, so he could have been sitting on that freezer for... A well, while, because I think that would take a little while. <laughs> that would take a long time, and well, it I, would be sealed, so oxygen would be shut off. So she right. would probably, and it was pretty small. She would probably pass out first from lack of oxygen, and then just freeze to death. I don't know. I think we have a wonky TV timeline here. How did he have all the time to do that and to? Was was he in the robe when she got home? <laughs> well, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if Norma was gone a lot longer than we thought she was. Because when we were talking about it last week, we were like, she went to Nomero or Romero's, asked him to marry her, and then went straight home. Maybe she drove she didn't around. Buy groceries. <laughs> she didn't go grocery shopping, but maybe she did. Just drive around a bit trying to figure out what she's going to do. And she took the, she's like, well, I've got Norman locked up, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she would think that, I guess. I you just know. thought she was going to be rational and be like, I got to get home real fast. <laughs> well, this is Norma. I know. So I have a feeling she might have been gone for a few hours. Because hmm. somehow he had the time. To not only get rid of the body, but to get rid of the luggage in the room. How come the luggage, how come How come Audrey's things weren't in the room when Norma went to go clean it? Maybe because she walked out of the freezer, grabbed her stuff, and left. I I guess that's possible. See, I this is new to me, because I seriously thought that was real. I don't See, think it was. I mean, it okay. could have been, but 
I need wasn't... to watch this one more time. I'm going to watch it again. It didn't happen in his head. Okay. He I, that's reading. what I did not catch, that it wasn't his imaginings. It was I, I'm quite sure it was her, like, okay. just thinking, okay, what would he have done? What would he have done? There's the pit. I'm and carrying her body. And the then pit. she went out to the pit. Oh, okay. Huh. So where's Audrey? <laughs> Maybe she did get up and walk away. That'd be interesting. That's what Elisa thinks, because she, yeah, that's what she thinks happened. And she could be, I don't know. Well, I was leaning towards that. I just thought they left it so open that she didn't die of the strangulation, and then then she's gone. Maybe. And I just can't imagine he had so much time to do all he'd need to do before Norma got back. But maybe. And TV is, um, they can have these wonky timelines. <laughs> so, one of two can things happen happened. in the best of shows. What's that? One of two things happened. Either she did die in the freezer, Norman had time to get her body out, hide her somewhere, and her luggage. She didn't have a car. That's his go-to. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is she didn't die in the freezer. Norman got up and went to bed because he was tired. She jumped out of the freezer, got her stuff, and bailed. Yeah, weird to bail, totally. But maybe she did. Maybe she did. Maybe she's like, get me the F out of here. <laughs> These people are crazy. <laughs> Emma, what in the world are you thinking? <laughs> Either way, it makes for good upcoming episodes because I don't see a third scenario. Yeah, I don't either. She's either dead and hidden somewhere or she bailed. Yeah. Norman had Norma had nothing to do with it. Norma That's had nothing to do with any gone. of it. Yep. That bird has flown. Yep. You know, Flora asked me on Twitter where we think she is, and I said, I think she's buried behind the Normaro Inn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the CD place. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the bodies go. <laughs> she could just be in one of the other rooms. There's 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we tainting the Normaro Inn? <laughs> it's supposed to be a happy place. <laughs> I mean, okay. in that in the scene when I was first watching it when is the very end when Norma goes down the stairs and he's sitting at the taxidermy table and turns on the light. I was half expecting to see Audrey on the table and her like Norman like taxiderming her. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks Lisa. Thanks Lisa. Oh, okay. So next we have Iggy. And the subject of hers is, Christ, it's only been like three days. <laughs> what does she mean? I don't know. Like, <laughs> all this has happened in a three-day. Oh. <laughs> For the show? Yep. Yeah. Well, they have busy days. We have, we, we have decided this long ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have very long days. Um, Iggy says, first... Want to thank Sue for posting up on Facebook about the Amazon season pass for Bates Motel. I didn't have to go through the five minutes of commercials every couple scenes. $17 well spent. 
<laughs> yes, if you don't buy it in high def, they have season four for sixteen ninety nine. Nice. Um, Dilemma makes my teeth hurt. <laughs> I saw Dylan's happy face after he said goodbye to Emma. He's so in love. Hope they bring that up again, but later in the season. He needs to get back and provide the main ingredient for some more googly-eyed brownies. <laughs> <laughs> more than that, he needs to take care of his mom a little bit, although Romero might take that spot. Yeah. Dylan's spot. That's one of my notes. I'm like, Dylan needs to be home. <laughs> <I know. laughs> In fact, I figured she was calling Romero, but I also wondered if she was going to call Dylan because, you yeah. know, just a few episodes ago, Dylan would have been the guy. Yep. Yep. Um, after watching this episode, it just makes me sad. Norman can't remember anything except getting locked up in his room, and then water triggers the flashbacks, and he thinks real Norma did it. The look of being totally freaked out was in Norma's eyes when Norman accused her of killing Emma's mom. It's interesting that they're pinning it on water. Yeah, yeah, again, it, it was always water. always is water, isn't it? Yep. It's water that triggers. We thought for a while it was like more sensory deprivation. Mm-hmm. But this kind of proved that it doesn't need to be. But water's been present in all three of his, in the box it was raining through. Yeah. And then the bathtub, the bathtub, and then this. Interesting. Um, she says, I never imagined Norman would put his hands on Norma. And then Norman, after seeing the facts, starts hallucinating his father. It's over. Norman has gone full crazy balls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Norma crying because Norman confesses to all of his, all of his murders. Yeah, that was quite the. Because that is pretty much a full-on confession. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If she could have ran as fast as she did up those stairs to get through the facts, maybe the standoff wouldn't have happened. (laughs) (laughs) I think she chose the other way. I think... Yeah, she she decided not to race the fax machine. I don't think she even tried. Well... It would have made a scene with those people checking in. I, You know, I think mm-hmm. she's just like, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just inevitable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the way Norman was acting towards Norma in this episode was different. He was mean and bossy. Was he half-head Norma, half-head Norman mode? I think he was full-on Norman. Me too. But believes his hallucinations are reality. You know? Yeah. So. No, I think he was fully present. He was fully present this whole episode. And so that's fully present Norman. (laughs) 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 But he is skewing fantasy and hallucinations with reality. He is. That is where the problem lies. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of it is to make himself feel better about himself. Yes, because it takes the guilt off of him and puts it on someone else. Yeah, which he has not been doing. He's been putting the guilt on him, and maybe that is the switch. That's what I'm kind of working through now. Well, and he's always been so angry at her for accusing him of things that, in his mind, he didn't do. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is just his reaction to that. Like, you're the one. You're the one doing it. 
Yeah. This whole time you've been putting it on me, you know? Yeah, I think that all came to a head. That and all we came watched to... it and it was scary. Yes. Yes. Cause that would suck if you know in your mind you know for a fact, you know, you witnessed someone else doing it and then they make it sound like you're the one that did it, that would be awful. Oh yeah. You know? I don't know how in his little head he's uh working out his little hallucination or not um hallucinations but his blackouts but he's doing it yep and that is what crazy we've talked about this that is what crazy people do and we've always kind of applauded him <laughs> for not being full on like that but yep. it's 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 arrived yeah um Iggy says, and why do the why do the both of them have to go through the extreme with each other and use lethal weapons towards each other? Seriously. Well, that, your answer is in the question. Yes, I mean it's, they go to the extreme. That yeah, exactly. They're passionate people. Yeah. Uh, Normero is so screwed up, but so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they are getting quote unquote together. Is for all the wrong reasons, but in the end, Super Romero comes to the rescue. <laughs> Batman Romero. <laughs> Batman Romero. <laughs> well, at least Norman finally signed the papers. Your resident B&B guest, Iggy. <laughs> Thanks, Iggy. <laughs> Thanks, Iggy. Yeah, that was weird, that little scene of him signing the papers and just not saying anything. Yeah, that... I think Norm is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's going to get away with that very well. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. He Not just doing it without saying a word to her, you know. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was a little ominous. I think she's going to pay for that a little bit. How? Not sure. Okay. <clears throat> Laura writes next. Her her subject is Romero is an adorable puppy. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Hey, hope everyone's doing well. We are. I'm getting settled into my room at the Normero Inn, though I have yet to run into any of the motel staff. I assume they must all have other things on their plate right now, keeping them occupied. <laughs> yes, we've made a disclaimer already. <laughs> Raouf is doing the best he can. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how insane this episode was. It was fantastic. My mother was still gushing about it when I got home from work this morning. <laughs> I think this season is going to be the most tense, exciting, and thrilling yet. Though with Norma... <laughs> Though with Norma... Oh. <laughs> Quiet down in there. Though with Norma aware of her son's issues, aggressively attempting to get him help, alongside sharing these fears with other people, I really have no idea how we have another season ahead of us. I can't imagine what the writers have in store for us, which is both exciting and nerve-wracking. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. It is. I love that this episode was basically a two-hander between Vera and Freddy. The fact that they are overlooked at award shows is absolutely criminal. Agreed. Yes. And if they are after this episode, it's even more criminal. Yeah, the award shows have zero credit. Yep. 
They suck. Ew, what if they do a big Downton Abbey love fest? Uh. <laughs> I'd be so pissed off. You know, like they did with Mad Men because it was the last season. Yep. Which I agreed with. That one. <laughs> right. Okay. Longest sigh ever. Okay. I'll begin with sighing poor Norma. The look on her face when she realizes Norman may have finally lost it was devastating. Though casually explaining to Norman that you had a bad day yesterday may be the understatement of the century. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Norma knows how bad it was. Nope. <laughs> I think she came home to like the living room in a mess, you know. <laughs> Right. And her door knocked out. Her door, yeah. But a little damage there. I don't think she has any idea. Well, she does now, but... <laughs> there was this nice tea set with two cups. She probably went, shush. <laughs> Norman truly believes that Norma murdered Emma's mother, hiding her body in the freezer. His interrogation about her actions the day before was marvelously acted by Freddie Highmore, and it was fun to see him turn the tables on a shocked Norma. Yes, all those things. That flashback as Norman washes up. Frightening. The image of Emma's mother waking up and trying to attack before the freezer lid was slammed down was terrifying. Though all these flashbacks end up doing is make Norman even more suspicious of Norma, and makes Norma even more petrified about him leaving the house. Yeah, I still I'm a little haunted. I mm -hmm. I didn't much like Emma's mom, but I hate how she Yes. What she had to go through. Yes, absolutely. Norman ends up overthinking everything that Norma says to him and ends up paranoid and aggressive. It's uncomfortable watching Norman become so controlling of Norma, but also transfixing to watch. This may be some of Freddie's best work. He really reminded me of Anthony Perkins this episode. Me too. Yes, we totally agree. Romero is adorable. I love that he came to check on Norma to see how she was. So sweet. Norma tells him tells him how she isn't afraid to be alone, then mentions the pit. Well, now I'm worried about the pit and Norma's fate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved that first scene with them. Me too. He's just kind of contrite and sheepish. Like he didn't really have anything. He he was pissed at her though. He didn't let her into her house. Like I've said, he was going through some stuff, and he was just he needed he needed Romero time, and yep, she she was having way too many emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> well, <that day. laughs> you know, her not letting him into the house. I think it, you know, this just hit me is probably his first clue that she's lying to him. Oh yeah. You know, cause every time he comes over, she's like, come in, I'm just making dinner or come on in Alex, you know, You're but right. this time she walked out the door and shut, you know. And when we, when we get to that scene, I've got a lot of, it was, it was mirrored very heavily in the, why don't we get married scene? Mm -hmm. There were a lot of mirrors. Anyway. 
as soon as romero gets the money from his house my mother sighed contentedly and said he's such a nice man <laughs> i love it i just think of this laura's cute little english mum yep <laughs> <laughs> he's such a nice man <laughs> Then she laughed loudly when he told the woman at Pine View that I'm marrying his mother. I, on the other hand, was feeling lots of shippy feels <laughs> and may have stopped breathing at that point. <laughs> I didn't think of this until after the episode ended, but Romero has his own experience with mental illness with his own mother, right? Now, I don't think we knew that. We knew she committed suicide when he was 18. Right. But well, this was our first clue that maybe he did. she did have some mental... Well, illnesses. she obviously did, because that's one thing he tells he was in, Vicky. She was in and out of places. Like yeah, that. he's like, yeah. I know how these places work. My mom was in and out of these places. Very so, interesting. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get more on that. Yeah. Maybe I'm that's sure why will. he feels this connection with Norma. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Aw, she's like a mother figure. She, I've always said that. She's just mama bear. Jeez. Yeah. Remember how cute he was when he was drunk? <laughs> she was tucking him in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this detail. Yay! I just thought about it. <laughs> it just makes his attempts at saving Norman and Norma the more personal and close to home. God, he just wants Norma to be safe. He loves her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It just makes so much sense. It's making everything make so much it's, more sense. Things are like falling. Little pieces yes. are falling into place. Thank you. I don't know why this didn't happen. I needed Laura to say that, but yeah. I did know. I, I did catch that his mom must have had some issues. But anyway, I didn't click it all in my mind. Okay. Was Norman reading experts from Great Expectations whilst Norma stressed about the pit in the front yard? That's what I thought. I don't know. It sounded Dickensian, but I haven't read Great Expectations. He did say a name like Isabella Estella. So Estella. That's what. That's even in the recap. I'm like Great Expectations because is that is there is that the lady that? No, pit, that's Miss Haversham. <laughs> um, Estella is like the girl that Miss Haversham raises that Pitt falls in love with. Okay. But as I didn't know it was Great Expectations until he said the name of Stella. Then I was like, oh, wait. Is Great Expectations that little? The book was pretty small. No, Great Expectations, not a little book. Uh, the book he had in his hand seemed small. Maybe it was the oh, digest it, version. <laughs> yeah. It. I've seen versions like in that style and i i think it's more of a condensed version maybe hmm. not the unabridged because it seems like great ex i haven't read it for a long time but seems like great expectations is a fairly long book okay seems like something i should know even though i haven't read it but yeah i, I didn't recognize it until he said estella because that's kind of a name that isn't in a lot of books right <laughs> I need to read. I need to read more Dickens. I read it in high school and wasn't thrilled, and then I just never did again. I always <laughs> liked Dickens. In fact, I I pretty much took the class that Will taught. <laughs> I read a lot of Tennyson, <laughs> Dickens, and Hardy. 
I love but Tennyson and Hardy. Just haven't read Dickens. It's I... one of my walls of shames in my reading. Hardy, Thomas Hardy is one of my favorites. Yeah, see, I I've read like Thomas Hardy so much. One of his books, and I loved it. It just, I don't know. I read a lot of classics, but oh, Jude the Obscure, Tess of the Dirt. Oh, I've read Tess. Tess is great. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. It wasn't really clear whose vision it was of Emma's mother being put in the pit. What do you guys think, Norman or Norma's? I guess we think Norma's. I think Norma's. I'm like 95% on board that it's Norma. I'm going to trust Sue because it makes a lot of sense. And I like that it opens up the fact that she could be alive. And that it. And I just need to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like when Norman has his visions, he's kind of trancy. Yeah. So in this one, he is still reading. No, you're right. So it's her. She's yeah, picturing. I, I she's, pretty much 100%. Yeah, she's putting we, together what happened, you know. Yeah. She's, yeah. Norma rooting around in the pit. In that adorable Mac and hat combo, is that short for Macintosh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Made me think of numerous horror films. My stomach was a knot the whole time she was feeling around in the water. I was positive a body was going to pop out at the last moment. But no, just a huge glove. <laughs> a stumbleable glove. <laughs> <laughs> when she leaves the pit to see to the new guests, Norman switches the roles between them again, forcefully telling her to go back inside whilst he deals with the motel. I think Norma is starting to realize she isn't as in control with Norman as she usually is, and this is terrifying to her. You know, back to Julia getting bothered by the stumbling of the glove, I was too distractedly bothered by her wiping her face with her hand and leaving all that mud and seemingly <laughs> not realizing it. <laughs> That's what distracted me. <laughs> I don't think she stumbled on the glove. I think she lost her footing and happened to find the glove. Yeah, she's but she walking... did get a look on her face like, ooh, I need to check here. I mean, she maybe might have kicked it. Kicked you it. could kick it You would feel water. that because Cam's got it. those same gloves. They're like hard leather. You would feel that against yeah. a galosh, you know? Yeah, I think she... I'm, I'm going with kicked it. I don't think she stumbled over it. Okay. That phone call between Romero and Norma was super sweet. He's managed to get Norman into Pineview, and he will marry her for the insurance. Win-win! But of course nothing runs smoothly in White Pine Bay, and Norman has to, has to sign the, content, the consent papers before being admitted. That whole scene with Norman playing nice with the guests whilst we know the facts is coming through into the office was tense. I kept expecting Norma to waltz in and grab it in time, how long does it take a person to walk down from the house or run dramatically in Norma's case? <laughs> like we've said, we're going with she decided to just let it lie. Yep. And that I think she just went, well, I... Nothing I can do. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, crap says it all. I enjoyed the vision of Norman and his father, the message being that he needs to control his mother before she destroys him. Yeah, we have issues with it, but it does play for, she has a point, it plays for a nice point that he's got, like, someone on his side exactly. egging him on to do it, which 
Which maybe that's why he did conjure up his father is to yeah, have someone on his side it. like that. It's yeah. just interesting that it's his father, though. It... Yeah. But Although, who else could it have been? He was so sad. You know. I mean, I, we know he was abusive and stuff, but Norman still, it was his dad, and you could tell he was really broken up when he found him dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, good, that terror's over. He still had feelings for his dad. So there had to have been, I'm, tr- I'm sure there were some good times. Well, it sounds like Sam was just like an ass when he got drunk. Yeah. You know, I mean, even during even his sober Cody. times, he could have been a perfectly great dad, you know. Right. Well, remember Cody describing her dad? I mean, he was horrible. Right. She's right. like, there were good times, like watching TV. Okay, where were we? Um, I enjoyed the vision okay. of Norman's father. This is the last that you read. Okay, and then we talked about it, right? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so, again, Laura, you kind of made me rethink the Sam thing. On the surface, I don't like it, but when you start looking back for storytelling purposes, it maybe it was what they needed to do. The only part maybe, I can say I don't like about it is that it just lends to the confusion as to what exactly is Norman's mental illness. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes it harder to pinpoint. Because... Hallucinating or, you know, visioning his mother makes sense because they're so close and they're so tied to each other. But conjuring up his dad, it's that just kind of throws a loop in there and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, one of the biggest Hollywood aspects of this illness is it's so weird to me that when he sees himself as his mother putting... um. I forgot her name. Emma's mother, Audrey, Mrs. Audrey Decody, in the freezer. You see it from a from an outsider's look. outsider's. You're not view. seeing it from a first person perspective, which right. is weird. Yes. that makes zero sense to me. Except right. Just... Except that it's Hollywood. It just yeah. <laughs> it puts in there that he actually visions her as a complete separate person, and that he is watching it. Right. Yeah, which. I guess you could do that. He did envision Blair Watson at the lunch table with him. So I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. But it seemed more of a memory than a hallucination. Well, it seemed like straight up hallucination but, with Blair because she's like, I'll sit with you, Norman, because he didn't want to be alone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was a hallucination. Yeah. This was more like a memory. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. But can we put it past his mind to make up a hallucination as a memory? No. And to put it together and right to play that for him. No, I don't think we can. So. Right. Shush. A little bit. <laughs> yep. And just go with it. <laughs> yes, his mind can do that. Done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That whole making dinner scene and eating dinner scene was intense. My favorite line may be, I'm afraid of you and I love you, and that's a bad combination. Yeah. I think that really sums up Norman Bates and how he feels, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Too true. He was afraid of his mom in Psycho, the movie. Yeah. 
I know it's too early for Norma to perish, but as soon as Norman started screaming at her, telling her that she should be afraid of him, and chasing her around the house, I was petrified for a minute that it was it, that this was it, that he was going to kill his mother, and the fear in Norma's eyes, looking for something to defend her with, before we see Norman has found her gun. Norma uses the only tool she thinks she has left, intimacy, and in a super creepy scene attempts to control him by nuzzling, kissing, and hugging before Norman freaks out when she tries to grab the gun from him. Yeah. Oh, those chasing each other around the house, that was so scary. <laughs> Sad. I know, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And... It sounds like we all had just the same feelings. It's like, this could be it for Norman. Norma, it, it can't be, but it could be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, well done, writers. <laughs> That's what you wanted us to think. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. If our feedback's any <laughs> indication, yeah. Mm-hmm. I adored that when she felt her life was in danger, when she felt like she needed help, when she maybe didn't know if she would get another chance to say these words that she called Romero, because deep down she knows he will do his very best to take care of her. Yes. Yeah. I just love how very special. <laughs> she ended that voicemail to him with, thanks for everything you've done for me and everything you've been. You know, it's kind of like, these might be my final words. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was straight up thinking that <laughs> I she might very die well tonight. could die. Yep. And since he just had his voicemail, it was like, well, that was my, that was my, uh, out and he's not answering. So I think I'm gonna, I think I just might die. So I'm going to tell him. Yep. Thank you. Very good. (laughs) Okay. Episode two, and we have a possible murder suicide scene. (laughs) How can this season get any more intense? And and how many times has Norman contemplated death or a murder-suicide with his beloved mother? <laughs> yeah, it sounds very romantic and something he'd come up with. Yep. Oh, yeah. Romero saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was heartbreaking to see Norma apologize desperately to Norman, trying to get him to sign the consent papers as he's being taken away. I was shocked that Norman signed them so easily. I'm not sure what his motivations were behind that, but I assume things aren't going to be so simple. (laughs) Me too. In fact, I worry about the doctors who will now be working closely with Norman. Plus, surely he can't stay locked up away from Mother for long. I have no idea where this season is going, but I love it. <laughs> I know. It's it's amazing. And we're with you. We're so early and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been like a cracker of a start. I know. And like I've been saying, it can't maintain this. So I think there's going to be a lull. But I think it's going to be a good lull. I it's think gonna stuff's awesome. going to happen and we're still going to see some fantastic moments. You know. Sure. But I think I don't think it's going to be as intense. Down. Yeah, yeah, and I—that's a great. I just love that they uh, started it out just whoosh. Yeah, very fun. That not a lot of shows do that. Uh-uh. That's oh the complaints about Dexter so slow, so slow, which I never agreed with, but 
you know, everyone just complains that shows start out so the seasons start out slow because they're used to the um, big endings, you know, the last four episodes are right. always so intense and big, and then you go to the next season, and it's just calmed down and slow, and the show turned that on its head Did. this season, and it's been awesome. Well done to buck the trend. Yep. Favorite lines. I am only a human being. I don't know how to handle everything perfectly. Oh, Norma. <laughs> Agreed. That was yep. awesome. Just honest. Yep. And cut me some slack. <laughs> I have a lot to deal with. So, yeah, I adored this episode. I give it eight and a half bashful Romero smile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then she puts in parentheses. Not sure if you guys noticed it, but someone posted on Tumblr the rabbit teddy that Emma's mother wanted Emma to have. Well, someone found a screen cap from what I think is the original Psycho movie. And there's an almost identical rabbit teddy in the background in the Bates house. Ooh. Oh, interesting. I wish that was what I had caught, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, is that what you caught? No, I did not recognize the rabbit. That is so cool if it is. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, it must be that scene because they there is a isn't there a tiny scene where they're in what looks like Norman's childhood bedroom, uh, or was that Psycho Two or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I but I you know I had the feelings to watch Psycho again. I've been wanting to watch Psycho. You know what? I do too. We had we had to watch it again and see. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to podcast about it, but right. I, I really contemplating going to the library this week and picking up Psycho and watching it again. So I think I'm for sure going to do that. Plus, I want to know what I caught. <laughs> it might still come to you. We still haven't done the recap. <laughs> right. <laughs> it could, yeah. Um, I wish I had saved the post. If I find it, I will link to it. Yes, do. Yeah. Anyway, I wrote this after a 12-hour night shift. So I am sorry for what drivel I've sent. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> I did make a few little corrections on words I figured you meant. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. My husband works 12-hour night shifts also. We're just pleased that you would take the time to leave feedback for us after yes. one. Yes, absolutely. She did send one more. Forgot to mention. She said, how hilarious Norma looked running up the stairs to the house after messing around in the pit. Laugh out loud. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Um, okay, so the next comment card is for a Mike from the Body Count blog. He says, hey, guys, I didn't have much time to get feedback in. However, because I set, forgot to set my DVR again... And so, somehow missed the wake-up call reminder. <laughs> Come on, Mike. We told you we put Norman in charge of that. Sorry. Um, Norman's had some issues. <laughs> I did write a couple of limericks during the ridiculous commercial breaks on A&E's website. Oh, no. Good use of time. <laughs> um, for season four, episode two. Things have sure changed in a flash. Poor Norman is starting to crash. He should be in Pineview, and so now it's time to send a Romero with large stacks of cash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bonus limerick for the 20 minutes of commercials when, star when streaming on A&E's site. 
I could sit through commercials for days, give me Pepsi or Snickers or Lace, but I'd rather go sit in the Bates Hotel pit <laughs> when this ad for Lifetime movie plays. <laughs> That ad is on the Xfinity ones too, and it's horrible. <laughs> yes, I groan every time. Uh, I see it. Every time I see the Lifetime, I'm like, I hate these movies. Who watches <laughs> these? I have never watched one in my whole life. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, "P.S. As for my questionably romantic proposal, I will say that at least there were two people and a ring. I mean, that's all you really need. And it's not like she was doing anything else." <laughs> <laughs> and say what you want about Norma's proposal, but it worked. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. And it did. If you, I love your limericks. So those were great. Yep. Norma's not going to call you to remind you. So if you do need to sit through commercials, write some more lyrics. Yes, so you enjoy we'll, them. We'll take limericks every time. Limericks, not lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> we got one from Matt just a couple hours ago. It says. Sorry, Sue and M. No feedback this week. I had to go buy groceries. <laughs> A likely story. Where are the grocery bags, Matt? <laughs> well, so that's okay, Matt. You, you can keep your room. Yes. So, wow. Thanks for the feedback, everyone. Yeah, I think we're going to have to have two podcasts. <laughs> hey! Been trying to meet you
Okay, seriously. <laughs> you can hear that, right? It's coming through, yeah. I mean, it. it's not loud on my end, but I can hear it. Well, who knows how long it'll go on. <laughs> if someone's not home, do car alarms eventually just turn themselves off? I imagine. Although, how I met your mother taught me otherwise. <laughs> Was it that the show? That they I were think like so. <laughs> waiting for a wedding dress overnight or something? Was I it a wedding so. dress? Something like that. Concert tickets, something. Okay, I like it's calling. Though. I guess shoot. I think it's probably scout. Hold on. Hello? Was it your nose or Okay, well, I'm sure you're gonna be fine. You okay, baby? Do you need a do you need a Tylenol or anything from the school? Okay, I love you. Okay. She got hit in the face at Foursquare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was just calling to let me know. <laughs> they, I think they make you do that now. School oh. rules and lawsuits. They're like, you need to let your mom know you got hurt. <laughs> wow. Poor little thing, no. Oh. That Foursquare. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't make kids play dodgeball anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Last week she got hit in the stomach with the ball. And I got a call. Oh. <laughs> okay. What were you going to say? I guess That's we were it. talking about the pit. Yeah. Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping money off for a craft project next week. Oh. <laughs> right. But she's right. like, there were good times, like watching TV. Oh, crap, the bus is here. Oh, okay. I gotta clean up else. I'll be a minute. Oh, man. I went and got her and realized I forgot to put her bib on. <laughs> <laughs> she was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> she was wearing a little cardigan. Oh, no. <laughs> I just kind of wiped off the front with a wet washcloth and just buttoned up the cardigan. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it was peanut butter, so I really hope none of the kids in her class have peanut butter allergies. Because <laughs> she's swimming in it <laughs> under that sweater. <laughs> oh, man. Mom of the year, Bip.